Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. Welcome to Cosmic Reality. It is July 11th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, uh, hi, Walt. Hello, 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 Nancy. Hello, hello, hello. Sheriff, Sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) And hi, Dolly. Howdy. Oh, boy, I can't find my way around here. (laughs) Be patient with me. (laughs) Do you want to tell people what's happening? My computer got hijacked, uh, and we sent my computer to Walt to fix it. So Walt has it now. He got it today, and when he gets time, he's going to get in there and fix it for me. The end. The end. And you're on Annette's computer on Skype. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I know that. I just, well, anyway, yes, and that gave, let, is letting me use her computer with her sign on because she's scared to death to let me be identified on a computer for fear they'll take over her computer. So uh, she, she's, I'm signed on under her stuff on her computer. Well, Walt just told you that there were 11,000 trackers on you okay which means that 11,000 people or bots or AI were just out there uh, you know seeing if they could get past any security on any computer you know they they just randomly go through the excuse me the addresses until they hit, hit somebody like your computer that they were able to get around the security so they're not, I doubt that they're targeting you. Do you think so, Walt? Uh, I don't think so. It's probably, I'm, I'm I don't mean to offend Dolly, but I don't see her holding on to like state secrets or government uh, secrets. Like, it's like, not to, not to put you down, somebody, but they're just looking for whatever they can find. And you're, too smart a cookie you're not going to do that like for example your social security number it's not going to be anywhere on your computer mm. you're savvy i mean you you used to work in in, in office environments so you know all about uh you know sensitive information and you know what not to put there yeah so, but um it got put there by my unsavvy self oh <laughs> <laughs> look at they can they can find out anything about anybody if you're really being targeted you personally they can find out everything and i they've been do, able to do this when i was virtually you know in the 70s there and they were listening to the phones they, they've got so much information on everybody that it's the government the the deep state you know anybody that wants it 
the problem is these hackers. And if I understand it right, because it happened to me once, Walt, is that <clears throat> I'm just checking my email and I get an email from my email. And I said, what the hell is this? Yeah, typical. I, yeah, can you explain how they do that, that they actually take your computer over and put it into a whole system? What, what's, you know, do you know that story? Well, the the way that I that it works is, um, how can I say, how can I explain this? Because I have to explain the inner workings of uh, networking. They they spoof the machine and uh, your machine as it exists has an identity. It has an, a, a presence and it has an identity. The internet sees your machine as X. So it knows, okay, this machine is here and, and whatever. So what they do is they they copy that, they clone that name. So they're able to do work and make it pass, you know, make it look like it's your computer. So in that way, they can actually interfere with your email. Uh, for example, another, uh, I'll give you another example here. It's like how many times you, this may have happened to a lot of you out there. Um, you're trying to get to a specific website. Let's say you want a website uh, for um, uh, auto, auto mechanic parts, something like that. Okay. And the, 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 the website is called uh, usaautos.com. And you go and you put usaautos.com, and instead of getting the website with the auto parts, you get a, a website of, uh, you know, nudes, you know, a pornographic website. And you're like, wait, 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 wait what's going on here? I just put all the auto parts website. Yes, you did. But what happened is, if you look at the uh, internet settings in your in your computer system, you will see that every every time there is a way for them to enter a specific website address in the settings part of the internet, so that every time you choose uh, any any address, it it changes that address for the pornographic website. So that that's an, that's another way that they they do it. They you don't get to where you want. You get to some fake website. You know, when I start, well, my friend Cindy was staying here with me and I got a new computer. And, and, you know, I mean, the first computer I got was from the only computer store in Florida. And at the time it was a state of the art, but it was just like a word pro processor. And to get on the, what we knew as the internet, AOL, you had to use your phone. You had to plug it into your computer and dial in and get into the to the AOL. Well, actually, most people thought that was what they meant when they said the internet. So I get this new computer, and I don't need to go through the telephone line now. You can hook it up to the internet, and all of a sudden, it's like there was a instead of having you know, just America, you found out that, oh, my God, there's a world full of computers out there, you know, and the Internet was much more vast. You weren't in that little conclave of AOL users. Now you, there was all sorts of things happening, and the computer was a whiz. It was moving fast, and it was just like, 
it was seductive it was so much fun and Cindy and I are there and we're, we're playing with it we're trying to figure out you know whoa what what is this and where do we go and what's happening and all of a sudden we, it was just too friggin funny all of a sudden we're on a porno site <laughs> and what happened was that we started whispering <laughs> like somebody was gonna hear us and we we, we didn't even know how to get out. We didn't know how we got there, but we also didn't know how to get out of it. Oh, my God. But our reaction was so funny. It was like we both started whispering. <laughs> but maybe somebody was listening, you know. I mean, it was that freaky. So, uh, no, I've never been taken off, uh, you know, like you were explaining. But I did have my computer taken over in one of those things. It's a, They take your computer and they network it so you may have hundreds of computers that you're involved with now and they're sending email spam and whatever else they were doing and they just happened to send one to me under my own email and uh, you know that was like whoa whoa what's this about but anyway so the, the, the there's always some I hope there's a special place in hell for these people I mean really they just well, make life well so they feel that there's a there's a thrill of power over others they get a thrill from doing even even if they don't want anything from you no no data no money but it's a thrill to have power over somebody else for, for believe it or not it's there it, it there are people like that oh i know people like that <laughs> so when you fix my computer wall and and i get it back i'm scared to go on the internet what what am i going to do then Wait a minute. Didn't you ask me to install Norton? What? Didn't you ask me to install Norton? Yes. So your machine is going to be protected. Oh. Also, oh. if you give me your your permission, I can I can do what I did for Nancy and put us um, uh, besides the software. I can do a spell protection on the machine so it doesn't get interfered uh, at a higher level than just physical. Oh yeah, if that's going to protect me from getting invaded again, sure, I do it. Yeah. How, how much is that going to be? Oh, we'll talk money later. Oh, oh and I want to say thank you to somebody who did something special for me, and oh, I yeah. don't know if I can say any names. She's she's not listening on this state this show anyway. So, well, can I say her name? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody out there who loves people did me a tremendous, wonderful blessing. And I want to say thank you ever so much. I can never repay you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's one of our listeners, one of our dedicated listeners. And they came to me and said, if you guys need any money to buy new equipment for the station or whatever you need. And um, they were emphatic about it. It was like, no, I have this, what I call play money, and I want to get it to you guys. That's where I want it to go. She says, I give, I give it away to, you know, it's my giveaway money. And so I said, well, I know a situation where, you know, Walt's doing something for Dolly, and Dolly is going to pay him for it. And, you know, if you want me to, you know, and she said, how much? <laughs> so I just put a, the 
total on it for three hours time but i understand you well i don't know are you have you changed your pricing um and people <laughs> out there he's not advertising it on his web website but it is uh, uh newparadigmtools.net and if you need computer help walt for the most part can fix it for you if he can't fix it over the airways he's going to tell you that and you can either then at that point negotiate him take getting a mailing for your computer or know that you've got to go to a technician or buy a new computer <laughs> just junk the other one you know so um and he he's <clears throat> he saved this station so many times because he was able to fix things in my computer because he gets it on the internet, gets into my computer, and choo -choo 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 -choo. sometimes I think the computer just wants Walt there, and as soon as he's there, whatever was the problem disappears. You know what that? I don't know what that's about, but it happens enough that I I've paid attention to it. Well, it's, it's the Shanghai sticker on the computer that makes the computer extra smart. Oh, I do have that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um. The computer that I've, uh, well, when we started out uh, for Cosmic Reality, we ended up, I wanted to be there for anybody who just needed to hear our voices. Just because they're having a terrible day or, you know, they just really wanted to share with us because that's what a lot of our listeners are. We, they feel like we're family and I feel like that with them. So... I wanted to maintain a 24-7 signal. Even if nobody's listening to it, it's still going out in the airways. And so, energy, remember energy. So, I had this computer, and then I had another computer, because that thing was cranking 24-7, but I kept doing everything else on the, the first one, the Toshiba that I had. So, when the third, when it, for the third time I needed to replace it, I was concerned about the Toshiba. Because Walt had rebuilt it, but still it was an old a lot of time on the rebuild. So I said, okay, so he and I got on and we actually had um, a custom-made uh, HP computer to do the things exactly what we want. It was much, much better than the, you know, technically faster and all sorts of gizmos in it. Once we got on, so that we had a, uh, we could actually have a server on the internet do 24-7 for us, and I didn't have to keep the computer running here. I didn't use it, and I haven't used it, and this has been for years and years. So when Walter builds a computer, you're going to get a good computer. You know, it's not going to be any tricks in it. I think sometimes, like <clears throat> the last two televisions I had, in both cases, what went wrong was they wouldn't start up. And then I found out from some technician, you know, they know these things, and if you get friendly with them, they'll tell you, that there's, there's a built-in timer or number of times that you use that start switch before the machine says, oh, you've looked at me a lot, enough times, I'm going to die. And they, they, they stop the stop start thing. But the to replace the start on the compute on the television uh, was very expensive. So you know, how did I get on that that subject? Oh, because yeah, you, they can build things into your obsolete, make you obsolete. And with Walt working on the computer, that does not happen apparently. 
Well, look look at the problem with uh, the um, Galaxy phones. They're notorious after, uh, I don't know if it's uh, user hours or the time of ownership or time since it was activated, I don't know, but it has a built-in uh, timer that uh, when the phone has reached a certain amount of hours, it uh, deliberately it becomes slow. Like you're you're used and you enjoy uh, your fast phone. Well, once this once this thing kicks in, it goes slow as molasses. So the user gives up, and the first thing that they do is go buy another phone, and they do it on purpose for to generate more revenue. So I know that there must be it's a software thing. So there must be a, a, a hack or something that if you activate that, the machine goes, the, the phone goes back to its usual speed. But it does, it happens deliberately. Your your phone gets like slow as molasses all of a sudden, and you say, oh, what's wrong with this phone? And you uninstall things and you remove things in order to make it fast again. No, it's deliberate. So talk about sucky technology, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So anyway, that's Dolly's story, and she's probably sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a hundred million thousand gazillion <laughs> hackers on my machine. Good grief. <sighs> but you're saying when I get it back, it'll have Norton on it, and I don't have to worry about using my sign-ins? Yeah, well, look, look at uh, Annette. How long has she had uh, Norton? And she doesn't. She doesn't have the issue of uh, intrusion. It's just that this this software, this AVG software, came with the machine from the factory, correct? Yes. Okay, that's why it's so incredibly cheap and useless, because whatever they give you from the from the factory is worthless. I'm not. I'm not making up stories. It's it's the truth. Is that if you if they're giving you something for free, then you know it's no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that AVG stuff. I'm I'm gonna when I get my computer back, and I can get the information. I'm gonna call them and say, "Give me my money back, you useless piece of of program." Just. Didn't work for me. I don't know if they'll give you your money back. <laughs> they better. Oh, gosh. We shall see. We shall okay. see. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Radio 5G tomorrow. Um, I've got up a... Uh, how would I say this? It's 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 a 36-minute discussion by John Nolan on the background people, and John is a young man, very very uh, solid on the spiritual path, who has a fairly fairly uh, you know successful I guess you call podcast, and he was talking about the fact that he had already done some kind of a show where he mentioned it a little bit and people just went off on him. 
So this one, he was saying that, no, we need to look at this because if this is true, we need to understand what's really happening. And he did reference uh, Dolores Cannon. So I went and I found the Dolores Cannon discussion that she, I think it was the last time that she actually was out there doing uh, talks. And the reason that I'm doing it is because I think he's right. I don't know if what she's saying is right, and I don't really know what if he, what he, I think what he's saying right is if these people exist, you, you know, how do we deal with this? Um, I'm not going to play his because uh, Radio 5G tomorrow. And also on Radio 5G, there's going to be uh, like a, uh, an hour with Tucker Carlson and Russell Brand. Brand is an English comedian. So it's like a wild, <laughs> it's like a wild ride. But you'll find out, you know, that um, Tucker's very happy. <laughs> he's found retirement. I hope he comes back, Dolly. It, it was like, he's so happy. It's like, I'm having kind of a hard time getting back, you know. Oh, oh, we, the world needs him back. And yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so, um, but I'm going to play the uh, the Dolores Cannon one, and we might as well do it now. It's only 12 minutes, and uh, then we'll talk about this a little bit. Okay, you guys good with that? Yep. Okay, here we go. Yep. But here he's talking about backfill people, and I've got backdrop people. And so I asked him to come up because uh, everybody keeps wanting more information about it, and all I had was what I wrote about well, now I'm getting more information because it's coming through more and more people. It's like when the concept is ready, then we get more and more information keeps coming in. They know when I'm ready and I'm supposed to present it to the world. Okay. Well, the idea, nothing is real anyway. Everything is energy. Everything is illusion. This building where you're sitting right now did not even exist until you collectively chose to come here tonight or today. Wrap your head around that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to make sense because every time I brought that up, they'll say, what? <laughs> it's like a Stephen King movie they had one time where nothing existed before they got there. That's right. I mean, what you're doing is you're creating your own realities, and now you've created a huge group reality. And without the huge group reality, this wouldn't exist. But this shows you, too, how powerful your mind is. Because everything you see, everything that's around you, everything in your life, you're creating and putting there to fill up your, your world. So that means you can create anything. Nothing is impossible. You can change your life. You can have anything in your life at all. They told me one of the biggest lessons you come to Earth to learn is how to manipulate energy. You can't get out of the Earth school and graduate till you learn how to manipulate energy. What does that mean? Create. You have to learn to create. Because this is how powerful your mind is. You can create anything. 
So that means every time you go anywhere, even go back to your house, it is recreated every time you go into it. I always wonder, where does it go in the meantime? <laughs> it's just space. <laughs> back into whatever. But when these concepts began coming up, you know, this is it's a little unnerving. But the backdrop people was really uh, scrambled my brain. And everywhere I go now, they'll say, tell us more about the backdrop people. Okay. You're creating. This is your movie. This is your play. You are, are the, it's all that life is anyway. It's just a game. It's just a play. It's just an illusion. You're going to leave here with your brains really spinning. <laughs> okay. But I've had people say that when they go through the death experience in the past life, they look back and they'll say, it's just a play. I see all the actors on stage getting ready to play their parts. I see the actors in the wings getting ready to come on stage and play their parts. It's just a play. But when I was there, I took it so seriously. But now it's like a blink of an eye. So you are the producer, director, and actor in your own play. You're also the script writer, but the script isn't written. It's written as you go along. You see, you can change it any time you want. We get so trapped into thinking there's no way out. Not, you know, that this is all there is. When you realize how powerful your mind is, you can create anything you want. This is the goal, the main thing of being alive is knowing, learning how to create. And now when the veil is thinning, we're moving into this new earth, we're into the shifting, we're bringing all these abilities back. This is what you're supposed to learn how to do. Okay, but this is your movie. Now they said, it, it wouldn't be a very good movie, would it, if you were the only person in the movie? Isn't that true? They said people like people around them. So what they we do, we don't know this, none of this is done consciously. You have the backdrop people. When you cast a movie, what do you do? You cast all these extras, don't you? To fill in the background, the backdrop. He calls them the backfill. You cast all the extras to play all the parts of all the people. Those are the backdrop people. And when I go into a crowded airport now, I say, oh boy, look at all the backdrop people I've just created. <laughs> I shouldn't have put so many into this. <laughs> but this is what makes it even stranger. The backdrop people are not real. They're not real people. They're not anything. They are energy. It's just energy. Everything is energy. That's why I want him to come up here because, come on up, guy. Thank because you. when I was asking about him, I said, you got your information your way, I got mine, and we were comparing what we've got because I had so many questions. And now I'm getting more information about it. And 
So I think everybody here is real. I'm not sure. <laughs> Pinch yourselves quickly and see if you are real. <laughs> okay. But um, I know we're going to have a lot of questions about this concept. <laughs> um, they said because you couldn't go through your own movie by yourself. You have to have other people. Now, the people in your life, those are real. Those are the ones that are on the evolutionary plan, path. We have come in to evolve, to grow, to learn lessons, to reincarnate. We're the ones that are evolutionizing. They're real. And you've made these contracts with all these other people. But these other ones are not. And I said, uh, do they have souls? They said, no. They're just energy. They said it's holographic. It's like being on the holodeck on Star Trek. You know, when you're on the holodeck, the, uh, they interact with these people. They're real. But then the minute they walk off the holodeck, all these people dissipate. Well, the they said, thing. I said, uh, can they advance? And they said, yes, they can evolve. There's a possibility of that. But they're still not on the uh, evolutionary path that we are on. They're different. They're a completely different energy set. The, the energetic genre of mankind is a very high frequency, very high energy. And these guys, are the, the, they're lower. Lower, denser energy. Earth is the densest, lowest planet in the universe to live on. It's the most difficult planet to live on. When you come here, they said we're at the bottom. It's so dense and heavy. So a lot of these people are made up of that dense energy. But me and Julie have had a lot of discussion about this too. And he said, what would happen if I would go up and interact with one of these people? Because, you know, you see them talking and all of that. What would happen if I would go up and interact with them? Would they be real? Then I think it goes along with the idea, okay, you've got your movie. Now you suddenly gave one of these extras a bit part. They have a little speaking part in the movie. <laughs> but um, a lot of times, too, when you interact with people, it's the way you interact. You know, sometimes if they need help, or you're talking to them like that, that to me is you are helping your own evolvement. Maybe you're helping them also. Yeah. The ones that are very negative, they're like the bottom. Those are the very low, dense energies. But they're here. all of this is here to teach us something. That's what it's all about. That's what life is all about anyway. What are you learning? Everything that happens to you, you created to learn from it. So you hear about these things on TV, the murders and the, the violence going on. How does it affect you? What do you learn from that? That's the lesson of these other entities, to teach us something. And they've told me that before, and it was in my book, Between Death and Life, that if you didn't have these as examples, you wouldn't know what not to do from a moral standpoint, because everybody has bad things that happen in their life, but they have put them there. 
Before you come into the life, you make your plan and you make the plan of the events in your life that are going to help you grow. And I have so many clients that have had horrible childhoods and horrible lives, but I always ask them, what did you learn from it? That was the purpose. That's why they put those events in their life to learn from. And some of them will say, well, I didn't learn anything. It was just a bad experience. Then guess what? According to the law of karma, the law of what we're here for, you have to repeat that class until you learn that lesson. So I tell them, if you learned even one thing from the circumstance, that was the reason for you creating it. Look how powerful your minds are. <laughs> and you're brought back with the same people, same circumstance. You don't get out of anything. Same people, some same circumstances. You just have to repeat it over, and it's always harder the next time. Just like a class in school. So you don't, and they, some people will tell me, well, I don't want to have anything to do with that person anymore. I don't want them in my life anymore. I certainly don't want to have to do it again. And I said, you better work it out now. That's the law of karma. But see, we've been taking baby steps so far in my books and in the uh, conferences. And now I guess it's getting to where we're beginning to be ready for the hard stuff. We're progressing into college, maybe. <laughs> I was getting more information about it, and they've kept saying it's holographic. But I think now our minds are ready for this kind of information, and we can understand it, because you're great and powerful beings. You're not at the mercy of the world. I hate it when I get clients coming in that are in the victim mode. Oh, you don't know what happened to me. I mean, this is a horrible life, et cetera, et cetera. You listen to this for about an hour, then I tell them, oh, for Pete's sakes, get out of the victim mode. Because everything that happened, you created it for yourself. You are. So, are, uh, are you ready to hear this information? <laughs> So, the, think, so, the, the, so that means so that, that only means a that small only percentage a of uh, real players suffered the uh, scandemic? Well, no, the background people went through it. They're the ones that got the vaccinations. So none of, no real player got, got vaccinated? I think some, some did, yes. But uh, I think the vast majority of people who are following the script and not breaking away from the script could very well be background people. And I wouldn't give this concept, well, first off, um, Dolores Cannon, if you don't know who she is, she's one of the, you know, royalty of the alternative thinkers. And she had a husband who was into hypnosis. He got into a terrible car accident and couldn't work. So she took up the hypnosis uh, practice he had and has written, oh, I don't know, maybe 18 books on the subjects. One of them was, I think, the most, you know, kind of fascinating situation was when she had a client and she can regress people back to, you know, uh, previous lifetimes. And she suddenly realized that the talking to her client 
that there was something much more involved in what was happening. And what had happened is essentially that the client had inadvertently was doing like a remote view, but he was the uh, assistant to Nostradamus. And so they were able to question him and then through him, Nostradamus. So the whole book it <clears throat> is like a conversation with Nostradamus. That's the type of thing she's done. She's also um, goes off on all sorts of different subjects, but she started pulling all this information through hypnosis and getting uh, a, a weird presentation of history. And if you really want to delve very, very deep into you know cosmic reality beyond even what we do, uh, her books are fascinating. So that's that's who we were listening to, and I had not known about her until shortly before she actually passed. And people were saying, "Why wouldn't you know about her?" And I was saying the same thing: if she's this famous, why didn't I know about her? So, um, and, and some of you may be in the same situation; you've just never heard about her. But when she, <coughs> excuse me. When she, we've got this red dust here from Africa. It's coming, it's blowing all across the, across uh, Florida right now, and I've had my eyes itching. I've done sneezing. I've now I've got this, you know, dry throat thing that's happening. But I'm loving don't, it because don't be able don't be able to neutralize it. I don't want to neutralize it, Walt. The, oh, you know? the, no, because the red dust is keeping the storms from uh, developing. Oh, Any kind oh. of tropical storms, when it's this dusty, it takes away the ability for the storms to develop. Oh, so as long as it's blowing, I don't have to worry about a storm coming up because we're in, we have some severe heat. And with severe heat, you get big storms. So we don't want any kind of tropical activity. So no, no, let it come in. I'll, t I'll take the itchy eyes and the rest of it if I don't have to worry about storms. So, uh, yeah, that's that story. But um, I'm interested in, in hearing what you guys feel about this, particularly Dolly, because Dolly, uh, she said a lot of things that I've been saying right along. You know, I loved it when she said, your only job is to manipulate energy. And I've been telling people, you know, magic is a manipulation of energy. We're here to, to understand magic. So there's a lot of uh, things that I agree with Dolores on, huh? <laughs> even though she probably predated me. Um, so Dolly, what'd you think about it? About the uh, the fake people, or yeah. Oh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to accept that. I heard this before. I heard her say this before. So whenever you would bring up the uh, I forgot what you call them, extras. <laughs> so fake people. Uh, I definitely go along with that. Um, I I like the fact that there's fake people because then I can think to myself, not not everyone who took the vax was a real person. They didn't even have a soul. 
And I like when she says it's a hologram. But the thing that I would appreciate more is I can get off that damn hologram. But I can't get off it. Um, and I know this well, is you, true. Well, you heard what she said. Well, I know this is true. She's that, putting the blame on you. You created this thing that you're enjoying. <laughs> uh, am I enjoying this thing? Well, you heard what she said. Is like when she gets those uh, clients that spend an hour crying about the the reality is so terrible, it's so horrible. I hate everything that's happening, and she says, you know, get off. <laughs> get off and stop crying you created it that you if you don't learn what you have to learn from this creation then you're going to have to do it again that's what she said not me I'm, i don't i'm not saying i'm not telling you that <laughs> what i like about that is um i have gone through a lot of things on this hologram thing and um some things I had to go through several times because I didn't learn the lesson the first time or learn what I was supposed to learn about it the first time. So I, I appreciate that I have been able to learn a lot of lessons here because I don't want to do them again. But, um, and I also have this horrible angst that oh my gosh I don't know what I didn't learn so I can't learn what I don't know what I didn't learn yet and I don't want to have to relive it so I go through that kind of angst but then I say to myself just stop it learn what hits you in the face the first time and if it doesn't hit you in the face but it's subtle keep your eyes open, your ears open, be sensitive to what is nudging you. Hey, hey, I'm here. You need to learn about this. Become a little more curious than you are and delve into it. And so I really like that part of it. it if you're more aware of this going on, well, then you can learn that lesson. It's, and th I just... uh. I just was going through something that I've been going through for too long now, and I I have learned I have to let go of that shit. I have to you're, let you're it like, happen. You sound like the book Illusions by Richard Bach. You know, he's he was the, the author of the book uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. The, oh. the one they, that uh, Neil Diamond did this the music music for that movie. Well, yeah. he wrote the book Illusions, and in the book, at the back of the book, uh, in, in the story of the book, he Richard Bach, he he's actually a character in the book because he meets the uh, um, uh, a messiah, a messiah uh, by the name of Donald Shimoda. So this messiah. He he has this uh, backpack uh, because he's a he's a pilot. He the, he brains he's a brains a barnstorming kind kind of a pilot who flies around the the countryside and people pay him you know to be flown around and that's that's how he makes a living and uh, 
Richard is doing the same thing. So when they when the two of them meet and Richard gets to know him, he one day he starts looking at uh, this book that he carried, and the title of the book was the the Messiah's uh, Handbook. <laughs> that was the name of the book, and the the book is filled with sayings, aphorisms, advice, all of the things that a Messiah needs to consult, you know, in a time of need, and. One of the pages say say the same the following words. How do you know that you have not learned your lessons on earth? Answer, if you're still alive, you haven't learned. That was the answer. <laughs> so are you done? So, oh, sorry. Over. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Now, let me say what I want to say. This is important to me. I've been going through something for several years, and it's because I was in my way. And every time I would think I was making progress, I wasn't because I was in my way and everybody else's way. Well, thanks to my dear friend, Nancy, and the little chat we had um she helped to point out what Annette's been trying to point out for for a couple years now and I finally saw the light at the end of that tunnel um and I realized what I was supposed to be learning and it was hard for me uh, to for in many different ways to accept that this was going on, to accept how deeply I was in the way of everybody, and how deeply it affected so many people's lives, and um, I shouldn't have been in anybody's way to start with. So I finally realized this, and. Uh, it's one of the lessons that might have been holding me back here. Uh, one of the bigger ones that I told myself, you need to learn this now. You need to learn this this time that you're going through this story. And uh, so I think I finally come to the place where I learned, get the hell out of the way. Let life happen the way it's supposed to happen, or it was meant to happen, or planned to happen. Get out of the way, and, and don't feel guilty about it. So, I finally let go of that last night, and, uh, and I've been wondering today, is there going to be another big lesson like that? And then, Diane Cannon and reminding me that there's other players in this hologram that aren't real, but they're there to for other people for one reason or another. Uh, I really am very blessed to be able to go through this, even though I was feeling this is hell. Well, it was because I wouldn't get out of my way or anybody else's, so when you start feeling something that 
you kind of sort of know you should know, but but you're not accepting it. And if you really want to get out of that situation, talk it over with someone who loves you. Talk it over with uh, people that have been trying to talk to you about it before. And open your mind, open your heart, open your soul to accept the words they're saying or not. Because some of the words might just be there for you to be shaken in your boots and say, oh, well, I didn't ever think of it in a different way than what I was thinking of. So um, I think we all encounter a lot of the extra uh, beings, characters in our stories, and they're there for our sakes. Um, so I'm thinking we, we, like Diane Cannon says, we create it. So I'm thinking, okay, I created all these different extra peoples. And uh, now I'm thinking, because one thing leads to another in my life, it's a snowball going down the hill. And I think, well, uh, what's going to happen to these non-beings when I let go? But then I, I remember people come and go in my life. I come and go in other people's lives because we're there for the right amount of time until, until the event is over with. And then we aren't really needed in each other's lives. So if, the, if it's an extra person, if it's a non-person, I think they just poop. They go away. And different ones get developed for different situations. So, boy, that's a long explanation. So you created the ghoul that wanted to eat your soul? I don't know, Walt. Mm. I do not have the answer to that. I don't know. Yes. Mm. In my opinion, it's a yes. Because, okay, what... You also have a mission to teach other people because you're on this radio show. And I agree. Yes, I agree. You, know, you get to a point that you, you, oh, let's teach her about the, you know, what's really lurking out there in the minds of people because people are making these things real. And so they put you through that so that you could learn the lesson of, holy crap, there are these, these demons that you know, can come after you. But they're not your demons. They're the demons of other people who accept them as being real. And I came around to this thing because I'm going like, I don't see no demons. You know, what are they talking about? For decades, I don't see no demons. But then I realized that these people are seeing all these demons, and if they're seeing all these demons, then they're making demons. <laughs> you know? So maybe I better pay attention to what these things are. And uh, when when you were telling the story, I, I I'm not telling you anything I didn't think at the at the time that was happening. That you went through this not because you would ever have lost your sh your soul, because of who you are, but because you were strong enough to go through that lesson to be able to explain it to others. Comprende? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. 
But I sure hope you got a lot of more lessons because I'd hate to be the person that you talked to that made you make this change and that's the last lesson that you needed and so now you're okay to die. I don't want that, <laughs> Dolly. So I hope you got a lot more lessons. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nancy. Coming, I love coming you at too, you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, is yeah. Dave dead? dead? No, he's not. <laughs> Jeez, don't call Dave dead. Oh no! no that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking. He is he dead? He's not. Absolutely not. Well, why did you I... ask? What? Why did Walt ask that question? Oh, we'd it... have to ask Walt that. I don't know. Why'd you ask oh, that? Don't remember. Well, to, to prove a point. That you know, people. This is this is. Uh, I blame the social programming of the cabal over centuries, where people are so obsessed with death, so much so that that's the only thing they focus focus. If you if you ever had a chance to read even a small passage from the uh, Ringing Cedars of of Russia, and you, you see what the, the things that Anastasia said uh, to. Uh, uh, McGray is she's she's totally she's truthful because people are spent they go through life focused about death they're entirely focused on death you you look at uh, how things are turned out everyone is focused on death nobody thinks of life at all and the Vedrus were not like that at all they were completely opposite they had no notion of of death they didn't care for it because they knew there wasn't any in fact, everybody knew who had the who who they had been before. Everybody remember. Oh, I used to be that one so and so uncle. I used to be that one so and so brother. It's like every everyone who knew they were about to die because the body felt frail or too old. They were just uh, excited because okay, I'm gonna put this one down because I'm gonna come back in about a year and I'm gonna. So even before they they died, they already had plans of all the things they were going to do. So in their minds, there was never any depressive thinking. Oh, I'm going to be dead, and I'll never see my loved ones alone. No. If anything, you are going to see them again. They might have a different looking face, but you're going to see them. But uh, then comes the the veil of forgetting and the cabal, you know, ruining everything by brainwashing everybody with uh, with their religions and everyone all of a sudden is now focused on death no one has any notion of life at all they don't even talk about life look look what they did uh, to jesus they they put him up on, on a cross and they never took them out i mean that's horrible amen you know, on that that is if that's not being focused on death then i don't know what is so so much focus on death, and there, there, there isn't any. That's why they, they. That's why they're so focused on us paying attention. Pay attention to death. Don't pay attention. Well, why do you need? Why is it that you need me to pay attention to death so much? Oh, because I create the reality, and you want me to create what you want, not what I want. Okay, I get it. Okay, thanks. Thanks for giving me a heads up. I'm now I know what not to manifest. Thank you. <laughs> Think about it. Well, you know, the in cosmic reality, the rules of cosmic reality, 
one of those rules is there's an infinite number of souls. And I, I didn't make these things up. They just came to me. I wrote them down. And I've always been a little bit, well, I, not now I've, I've got a better feeling on it. You know, what did they mean by that? There's an infinite number of souls. Is there two souls, ten souls, twenty souls, a thousand souls? But when 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 I got into this background concept, these background people, it really was Dolores that, you know, was like, whoa, you know, oh, my God. But I did that because I've been in this situation. I've talked about this before. It was the day before Thanksgiving, the most traveled holiday in the United States, the airport, and the baggage people outside the terminal were just standing there. I had a carry-on. I didn't. I wasn't carrying any luggage, and so I kind of looked at it, and it looked odd. But I didn't give it much thought until I walked into the terminal itself. And this is at Fort Lauderdale, which is Fort Lauderdale International Airport is huge. The terminal is just unbelievably long. And I look one way, I look the other way, there's nobody there. There's not a customer in the terminal. The ticket people are there, but not one customer. I walked up to the, the ticket person and I said, is this the day before Thanksgiving? And she went, isn't this creepy? And her eyes were really wide. She said, we don't know what's happening. And so I you know, got my ticket and all that sort of thing. And then I went to the um, ladies' room. And when I came out of the ladies' room, there had to be 100,000 people in that terminal. And it totally freaked me out. I didn't know what this messaging was. But then, you know, sometime after that, I hear Dolores talking and making a reference about, you know, traveling and not having so many background people. So Derek is on a, a, a air, he's traveling, you know, and going to do something, and then he's coming back the next night. Well, when he got to where he was going, he was absolutely irate. He had had a terrible flight. And so I, I talked to him, and he, he was really pissed off. And so, um, he, I, and it's basically because people, people were bothering him. He had a lot of drama that you wouldn't think he should need, but it's, that's, his life a lot of drama and so i told him i said you know i tell him about dolores and about the background people and about airports and you know you're creating all these people and um he was going to go to sleep and so i just kept repeating the same thing just don't see anybody there so that when he went to sleep he was basically putting out the intention of there's not going to be anybody there and the next day when he got to the terminal he he called me and he said, I'd send you a picture, but all there would be would be empty chairs. There's nobody in the terminal in, in where his where the plane was taking off. He said, there's nobody. There's a there's a couple of ticket people and there's me, you know, so um, this that's why I think that there is a lot of, you know, probably truth in what what she said concerning this uh, these people now. Where do they go? The first time I ever wondered about any of this was when I was in uh, elementary school. And for some reason, we're, I was the last person out of the classroom. And so uh, as I shut the classroom door, I suddenly got this thought. What happens to that room when I shut the door? Does it exist? Why would I have that thought as a 
kid, you know, but I did and it stuck with me because it was such an odd thought. And it may just be like that. It's like, okay, let's say you got a family member that um, you and they are, are on the out, so they're not part of your life, right? And then you come together for some family event and it's like everything between when the last confrontation you had and this one all of a sudden disappears and you either continue the confrontation or you come to some agreement to let it go. Uh, Another example, let's say you don't see your loved ones for a long time and then you see them. You know, and it's like, oh, my, just, you know, kind of like you're in the same position. You've done that with friends. It's like you just left off the conversation that you had before. There's a compression and a weirdness of time that I have noticed. And that would happen if, let's say, the people that you're dealing with are background people. You know, it's they probably don't exist when you're not interacting with them. I mean, they may interact with others, you know, who may be real people (laughs) compared to the fake people the fake people may be reacting to a lot of different other people so they're existing in a timeline but I'm not sure that's true I'm not sure what's real and what's not anymore and then you get the concept of background people (laughs) anyway I'm going to put on somewhere over the rainbow so that we can all get grounded (laughs) right an aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied... Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi Elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. 
Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar dash healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to Cosmic Reality. It's July 11th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, are you guys back? I guess Dolly probably didn't go anywhere. No, I didn't. I stayed right here. Um, I was thinking, we were talking about these uh, non-people, non-beings. Did you see that lady who was on the airplane and she got off because the steward or stewardess, the airline helper, uh, it wasn't real. She said, it's not real. It's, it's, it's a robot or something. She called it out for not being a real being. And, uh, of course, people were making fun of her. Um, did you happen to see that? I did, and she actually was in the back of the plane and came kind of like frantically up the aisle. Yeah. And turned around and pointing and saying, I don't, I, I, I couldn't quite make it out, but I think she was saying, he's not real, he's not real. And, you know, you had to kind of admire the fact that she thought she saw somebody that wasn't real for whatever reason and wanted to warn everybody, because they weren't flying yet, they were still on the ground, they hadn't taken off. Right. And the people in the plane, uh, one of them said, well, yeah, they, they took her off, um, you know, but it two hours, it was something like two hours that they, they lost in the takeoff time because she had done that. But Greg Gutfeld from, uh, you know, on the, the five, he was so funny. He said, look at it, look, or maybe it was Tyrus, but look, look at the, the film because there was a passenger filming it. That's and he turns around because the, she kept pointing to the back of the plane. So he turns around to take the whatever's in the back of the plane. And whoever it was, Tyrus or Gutfeld, said, "Let that." So the per the person that doesn't isn't turned around. That's the person that is the fake. <laughs> yeah, I think it was you Gutfeld. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, made me, it made me laugh. It's like, yeah, actually, you know, if you know you're a fake thing then you wouldn't turn around because you knew it was you. So, you know, maybe maybe that's what you do. You just said, say, it's fake, it's fake. And whoever doesn't turn around, they'll be the background person. <laughs> and she was, and she I, was I, I think she was saying, I'm trying to help you people. That's right. not real. It's not real. <laughs> I'm trying to help you people. Yeah. Uh, I felt so bad for her because she saw what she saw. But she didn't look intoxic. She did not look intoxicated. She looked scared to death. Yes, yes, absolutely. Frightened Frightened out of her mind. mind. Well, again, it goes back to what Dolores was saying. Dolores, yes, it's Dolores. Um, we, We it's all what we think, right? Well, before we understood that there could be these background people. You wouldn't have seen him because nobody would have believed it. I say all the time, if you can't imagine it, it can't happen. You know, 
But if it is real and now people are realizing it, maybe more of these people will be outed. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, well, we, Russell and real. I were watching a movie and he said something. I said, isn't it interesting now that we know things, that we can see what they are trying to show us without us realizing what they're trying to show us? The subtle, uh, here's what we're doing to you type uh, scenes. So uh, we had discussed that last night, I think it was. And it is Interesting. If you pay attention to the movies you're watching these days, like even back when we first were starting to watch Star Trek. Oh, my gosh. Annette and I were going to try to watch it from the beginning through. They were just so blatant Well, to us now. It looks very blatant at the things that Deep State was was setting up. For us, and uh, I, I find it very interesting because all along they have been showing us this is what we're going to do to screw y'all. It's just now that we know we can see it. I'm done. Well, it's very. Let me play this. I'm going to play this because. It kind of goes into what's happening. This is a, a, a website. Let me just pull this up because some of you may know who, may know who these people. Um, it's Tim Castle, IRL, and it's Rumble Station. I don't know who they are. It was like a 12-minute segment. I started looking at it, and it really was impressed by these young people and what they were saying. But they, it was being so... The, the title of it was Sounds of Freedom Smashes Expectations Shatters 40 Million uh, in, in Sales uh, in the first couple of days. Now, this is a movie that is, well, they're going to tell you more about it, but I, I'd, I'd like to play. It's only 12 minutes, and uh, it's kind of interesting. We'll be right. Well, listen. <laughs> Left-wing media seethes over success of anti-child trafficking film, Sound of Freedom. The movie tells the story of Tim Ballard. All of you know it. I'm a big fan of the film. It, it, was, it was absolutely fantastic. I recommend that you check it out. But oh boy. Reports from left-wing news sites Jezebel and The Guardian have tried to discredit the hit release Sound of Freedom, linking it with conspiracy theories. Uh, do we have the tweet from Jack Wasopa here? Let me show you this one. He says, in plain sight, Rolling Stone says, Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-tinged thriller about child trafficking, is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. And then there's, from Rolling Stone, thanks to a major marketing mistake, the award-winning French movie Cuties was accused of sexualizing young girls. It's actually a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. That's who these people are. The groomers. Yeah, Sound of Freedom is doing really, really well, and of course we're seeing leftists get absolutely upset about it. But this is good news across the board because it shows that we are winning uh, on cultural grounds. We're winning on, uh, uh, on, on, in the arts. It's not about conservatives winning. It's about people pushing back against the creepy, woke cult establishment garbage. Um, winning as a whole or just getting a win? Winning as a whole. I just watched this. If you look across the board, right, 
you can argue that the left holds let's say you have a, you have a country and there's like 12 jurisdictions 12 battlefronts 12 counties or jurisdictions and the right only controls six of them they're winning that fight gaining ground and spreading even if the left holds more institutions they are losing control of them I fair and I, I didn't want to sound too <clears throat> negative right there I was just curious of what you were talking about um Bud Light, no. Target Starbucks Sound of Freedom for sure oh, for boy. sure no no you're, I mean we're definitely on the offensive move right now when it comes to people that just are sick and tired of the like woke elite that dominates all these institutions all of that um I do have to admit I haven't seen the movie yet well it just came out um, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah I, I am gonna watch it and I do know is it not based on a true story it's a Mormon guy true story there, 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 it's it's based the, on a true story. The, There's some embellishment in it. FBI? Am I getting this uh, right? Homeland Security. Homeland Security. Uh, I think he might have been ICE. I'm not sure. In X, right? So he got out of it. He and then, quit because they he wanted to save the kids and he couldn't. You know, in it, working for the government. Right. So uh, based on a true story, and that appeals to QAnon conspiracy theorists. I mean, that's they just thought of that and they said, okay, this is what we can do to get the general population away from this movie, even though it's performing really, really well. I mean, it beat out Indiana Jones on its opening day, right? Yeah, yeah Indiana Jones had opened over the weekend, and then it was a Tuesday that this movie came out, but it beat it on that Tuesday. So it made like $10.8 million, where Indiana Jones made like 10.7 or something like that. Um, still, but Indiana I mean, still made $80 million over the weekend. Right, right. That's still, I mean, it's still doing fantastic, obviously, uh, but that's... Um, that's a, that's I, I, I think that they really just wanted people to kind of not dig into that story. Well, and that's not the first time I've seen them bring up QAnon. Rolling Stone, yeah. they weren't the first people to, to, to repeat that narrative. It's, it's, it's a QAnon movie. Yeah, I've seen it all over Twitter already. Right. Like a bunch of people are talking about making some kind of connection to QAnon. Um, I don't think that the average person – like I don't think QAnon resonates with the average person. The people that have about 15 minutes to watch the news a day, you know, 20 minutes or whatever – they grab like they watch a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the evening when they're doing their life. Um, I don't think QAnon. I think they hear that and it's in one ear out. Yeah, the it was only because of outlets like this that I knew what QAnon was because I heard it thrown around by people tweeting stuff like that. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but panic. Um, uh, did, did, was panic. anyone talking about why Disney held on to this movie for what they have the rights for like five years? I believe yeah, it was already five, made. Five years. Is that correct? Yep. For a sound um, of freedom, yeah, yeah, it was made five years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, well, I can make some assumptions as to why it couldn't get released. Let's hear it. Because there are groomers in Hollywood, and pedophiles in Hollywood, and you make a movie about ending child trafficking, and you end up with some Hollywood executive being like, "Oh, harumph, I say, but what about what I want to do when I fly down there?" Right? So um, let's just say, based on what we know from uh, some individuals who produce documentaries about Hollywood, the trafficking, the abuse. Hey, let's talk about um, Elliot Page, who claims to have been uh, assaulted, you know, uh, in, in this industry. Yeah, they made a movie about child trafficking being bad and wanting to end it. And then the big networks were like the big studios were like, "Uh oh, we shouldn't let people see this. I'm going to go ahead and make an assumption as to why that is. Yeah, uh, I was just watching RFK Jr.'s uh, interview with Lex Friedman on Lex's channel on YouTube. And I saw about half of it, but at one point, RFK Jr. was talking about Project Mocking, Operation Mockingbird, the CIA taking control of the media in like the 60s and 70s. Then they were ordered, I think it was a church commission, where they're like, you got to stop. And they're like, okay. But RFK was like, I don't think they really ever stopped. And he was naming outlets that have been co-opted by the CIA or that are assets Daily with Beast. the CIA. Daily Beast was the first one. Then he <laughs> mentioned Rolling Stone magazine yeah. right away. And then I see Rolling Stone's the one that's trashing this 
Ever since, movie. ever since the 2012 NDAA was signed, the, uh, the what is it, the Smith-Munt uh, Modernization Act uh, was in the NDAA, and that made it legal for the federal government to propagandize the American people. In 19, after World War II, the Smith-Munt Act said that the American population cannot be propagandized by the federal government, and it was in response to what they had learned that the the Nazis and the Soviets had done before, leading up to and during World War, World War II and the, the federal government, you know, the people were like, look, the federal government shouldn't be making decisions about what the people think, right? The people, the government should be a reflection of the population, not the population a reflection of what the government wants. And that's borne out in the way that governments have treated their populations when their population doesn't act the way the government wants them or doesn't behave the way they want them to. Um, so that that the, the Smith Modernization Act was in 2011. And ever since, like the narrative coming out of the mainstream media has been the exact narrative that the Democrats want. You had all of the time that Barack Obama was the president basically setting up this this apparatus and then when donald trump was elected the deep the deep state the entrenched bureaucracy it was already in place already prepared to discredit anyone that would try to pull back the power from the federal government and obviously that's the you know the conservatives if one of the parties is going to make the government smaller it is not going to be the democrats i'm not trying to convince people that the republicans are yeah, going to be good or they're going to be you know small government or anything I'm not that's not the argument that i'm making but the govern the federal government has been propagandizing the american people in conjunction with rolling stone teen vogue cosmopolitan and again this is something that i brought up on this on the the show before you will get the same type of uh, stories in Cosmopolitan, in GQ, in Teen Vogue, in Good Housekeeping, and in probably in maybe not Field and Stream, but I wouldn't be all that surprised because there is no significant difference in opinion because the narrative from almost all of the mainstream is the narrative that the, the federal government wants to be presented to the American people. That's the way that it is, and that's the way that I see it now. Amen, brother. Teen Vogue praising Marx. Yeah, I love it. It's hilarious. Did that actually that actually happen? That actually happened. What, what did they say? They were they, talking about. Was social. it like a month ago, right? No, it was a long time ago. Oh, years okay, ago. okay, okay. Yeah, they, they put out an article on like Marx was misunderstood or something like that. It was actually really, really funny. <laughs> it's kind of scary, you know, you know, but funny at the same time. Teen Vogue. It's like young women getting fashion advice and information yeah. on uh, supporting the proletariat and overthrowing the uh, the the elites and the. Is this you know, is this from 2018? Karl Marx, the famed philosopher and author <laughs> of the Communist Manifesto. Can you For imagine? Years old. Can you imagine calling like Goebbels a famed philosopher? <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like Marx is responsible for millions and millions and dozens of millions. His yes. ideas have were responsible for dozens of millions of deaths in in the in the 20th century. At least the word infamous. They should have said the infamous philosopher. No, because they're uh, supporting. I, I, no, I, you no, know what? Means, I'm going to yeah, take they, a stand. Infamous is not enough. Infamous is not enough <laughs> for me. Dirty. He's a terrible guy too. Overweight. When you guys were talking about it, I almost chimed in. There's, yeah, there's a lot like, of like. Yeah, infamous is how you describe like Al Capone, not yeah. somebody whose you know ideology was the reason for dozens of millions of deaths, tens of millions of deaths all around the world. Yeah, and it was just the idea that everyone deserves a, a little bit. It was the it was the idea that man can be perfected, 
because you cannot have a utopian society where everybody works and puts in and produces equally and gets out right. from the government equally. What So what the plan was was to remake man into new socialist man that could be considered a socialist man. That is a social being. It was – a very popular idea in the late late part of the eighteenth uh, uh, century, I think it was nineteenth century. Um, yeah, 19th but century. it was it was Nietzsche was talking about it too because he had like so he wrote the this Ubermensch. Book. Yeah, the Ubermensch, right. the Overman. Uh, thus spoke Zarathustra yeah. was the book. Um, but the idea was that you know Darwin had had put out his his uh, Origin of Species and and people were understanding learning about evolution and starting to understand that and the idea was we had conquered religion man had conquered religion and man now could understand science and we could use science to remake man into the new man that's the modern man that doesn't need all the old uh you know the the old old ways and the old religions but, and stuff, and it 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 just ends up with people dying and mass because you can't make people not people. It sounds like you're talking about transhumanism. It well, I mean, it's it, it, transhumanism kind of aim for that, yeah. It is an extension of the same type of ideas, but the point of 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 so or the point of socialism is to have a socialist world, like a communist world, where nobody as has. has has anything more than someone else. So the abolishment of class, right? So the abolishment of property so that way no one has more than someone else and everyone has, e has equal things. But the, the problem is people have different capabilities. People are born with different attributes. People are taller. People are slower. People are faster. People are the, the, they're infinitely different. So to think that people are going to be able to put in and take out equally is, is ridiculous. So, the effort to make people equal, the only thing you can do is take from the people that succeed, hold people down. Because if you've got a person that's incapable of doing something, right, just go ahead, well, th that's incapable, you can never make them capable. You have to find the people that are capable and take take away their ability. Easy way to explain it is you can't make the grass grow, but you can mow the lawn. Yeah. Thanks for watching this clip from the TimCast IRL podcast. Hang out with us live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. and become a member over at TimCast.com for uncensored members-only shows exclusive. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all next time. So, what do you think? Is there a way Is to there slow a way? down the audio a little bit? <laughs> Well, I suppose so. That's all you got to say. <laughs> no, it's only twelve minutes, for God's sakes. Oh, the the observations being made were all valid. He, they were truthful in, in what they were saying and the observations they were making uh, as to the way they were, uh, for example, the things, they were, how they were criticizing the movie and and the reasons why they criticized the movie. Well, yeah, it's it, it's all in plain sight. I'm criticizing this movie because this this movie is eating into my into my profits. So no, bad. This movie is a bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> well, I said on I, the, the. Okay, go ahead, Dolly. I never understood what movie are they talking about. Sounds of Freedom, the one about the child molestation. Oh, I didn't ever hear about that. No wonder I was confused. 
Yeah. No, oh. This, we talked about this on Say What. It's a movie that Disney had control over for five years. And these guys just, it was one of those contract things. The company that they had contracted with, I don't even know who it was, Fox, I think, or somebody. I don't know who it was. Uh, was taken over by Disney. And Disney said, no, we're not going to do this. And had the rights to it. And somehow or another, the company that had produced it got the rights back. But I want you to know that, Dolly, the name of the company who produced that show is called Angel Studios. Oh, good grief. And apparently they had two other sh- two other movies very similar in their look at the raw truth and, and just tell it like it is within the confines of it being a true story. And the, both of those also did extremely well. So there's a studio out there named Angel Studios that is bringing the truth out in a way that I saw uh, Jim Caviezel, who is the main character, plays Tim Ballard in the movie. I saw him at a premiere of the movie where the people coming out were being interviewed by Raymond Aurora from Fox News, and they were just like, you could see they were extremely emotional. And that whatever they had just seen was it affected them them in a profound way, and then Jim comes on over and they turned around and looked at him and it was like, honestly, like they had just seen Jesus Christ. They just were like, whoa, you know, the guy that we've just invested an hour or more of our lives listening to this horrendous story is now standing in front of me. And this one woman just reached out and started hugging him. And the emotion that you could see from these two strangers over this one story was palpable over the television. And when uh, Raymond started interviewing Jim right after that, um, he, they, he, he was on the set with him. And they, he, Raymond had showed him that video, and maybe he hadn't seen it, even though he had lived through it. And Jim just started to, to really choke up, and to, uh, tears were in his eyes. He said, "Whoa!" I mean, he even he, though he was part of the, the what was so emotional, he he was affected by the emotion. So this is this is a very important win. Um, and it, I believe also that it, it's uh, not just, uh, well, we won you know, a battle. No, I think this is an indication that the war is definitely uh, going our way. Because... Dolly, are you, uh, do you feel strong enough that maybe, just maybe we able to call the uh, posse? For what? To, uh, because I, I have questions regarding this movie. I think this is the turning point because oh. for some time they were intimating like there's something amazing is going to happen. Something amazing is going to happen, but they couldn't tell us what. I suspect that this uh, something amazing thing that there was going to happen is the change in people's consciousness because it's, this is... is turning people around in the, in the way they think and perceive things. That's why they kept this movie hidden for so long. 
because it's going to be a major, it was a major win for the light side. Well, let me ask a question. So this movie that was made by the angels is, um, that's what I'm saying, it's made by the angels because of the name of the company. It was showing people about the child trafficking. Correct. Oh, the posse's coming in. Dave's coming in. Let the popcorn group get seated. They are all very sober. I don't even see popcorn in the popcorn group's hands. They're very, very sober. And who's going to talk to me, Dave or the posse? Wait a minute. Let's do this. Okay, so Dave's going to do some talking, and I will probably be hearing comments from the posse in the background that might be clearer to me. Uh, This movie is most assuredly one of the exciting things that Dave was talking about because, and he said you saw it when they were interviewing the people walking out of the theater, um, you saw that many people's eyes were opened uh, to truth, that they refused to believe before they saw that movie. And a lot of them, he's saying, were, didn't even want to go. They were kind of drugged there by other people. And, and some just happened to go to that movie because they were bored and didn't have anything else to do. And, and these are all people that were led there that were ready for this uh, exposure. So these were not background people. No, there were not background people in the theater, no. These were people who who are real and they needed to become more, uh, to become with their, they needed to be shaken awake. And this movie was a real shaker. And, uh, it was shaking them awake, not not just the, uh, and I don't want to say awake. They keep saying that's not the right word because that word has been taken over by evil. So, uh, Well, they needed to be made conscious of what's going on more, around them. More aware. Aware. Aware, yeah, that was the word. You must have heard, Dave. Aware, aware. I couldn't get it. Uh, okay, so that this is definitely one of the exciting things, but 
this is not the only one. This one is one of the beginnings of what's going to be happening faster and faster and with more understanding when people see it. Uh, and it won't be just done in movies. It'll be done in songs, uh, new songs that will be coming out by different singers, but by not real popular singers, because a lot of those people aren't here anymore. Uh, the... the Singers that will be coming out are more spiritual. They they aren't from the deep state. They are from good. And they will be giving messages in the ways that people can understand, like rappers, uh, hymns, um, uh, the the screaming that I like I don't like they scream and they play that row, 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 row music and but people like this and so they're going to be putting it out in different ways that people can identify with oh there goes Doc okay he's quiet and oh no he's not and so uh Yes, this is exciting times. It was very moving to everyone upstairs. Oh, wait, we're going to call it upstairs now. <laughs> okay, we're going to call we're going to call the spirits who are trying to help us up the the spiritual one uh, the the ones who've crossed over, the ones who are already over there, not not earthbound, not earthborn. Uh, we're going to be calling them the upstairs people from now on, so that uh, when we talk about it, I can't be heaven hawing around about some kind of word I can't understand what Dave says. So it'll be the upstairs people that are working for and with us. Uh, uh, what else? They're done about that. Um, there's going to be, be more people in integrated in our population. There, I can't call them people. The upstairs beings are going to be integrating uh, with our earthly populations and they're going to be giving some people the nudge they need and they're going to be bringing different people together that would never be meeting uh, other than by, through them uh, introducing or or making situations happen where we meet beings that we didn't think we would meet before, like human beings, I'm talking, earth 
peoples will be meeting more earth beings that need to hear whatever words we say, whether it's to them or to someone else we're with and they overhear it. And uh, they will, there's some that will be bringing to us things that we wouldn't have thought of without hearing it or seeing it through them, through these people. So uh, uh, the earth beings are going to be, uh, I don't know how to say that. He's showing me a mixing bowl and mixing the batter up. Uh, So we're going to be mixing together um, with each other more and more and more rather than just thinking our own thoughts in our own ways because they're going to be adding different ingredients into this bowl that we're going to be learning about. Does that make sense? Hello? No, it sounds it's it sounds it sounds correct in the, in the sense that uh, well, this has to do with a uh, I'm sorry that I don't want to confuse you but uh, in in human design there are people that have a a defined head center and people that don't have a defined head center, like a, like my case, like your case. So a lot of, of, of the thoughts that go through our head are not even ours. We think they're ours, but they're not. So it sounds like what they're doing is they're going to be um, guiding that th- stream of thought because for the longest time, that stream of thought has been under the control of the dark forces always having negative thoughts, uh, pessimistic thoughts, you know. The, so Dave the says, I, I'm going to interrupt you all. On sure, interrupt. Dave sure. says that uh, the more doors are going to be open. More doors and windows are going to be opened to our uh, way of thinking, to our souls for, for uh, more love information into our souls and uh, uh, our thoughts are going to be directed like you said in uh, different ways than we would have ever had the opportunity to think if if there wasn't more mingling going on well correct me if what I'm going to say is that one of the things that will slow uh, get smaller and smaller is the amount of self-destructive thinking. For the longest time, we on Earth here, we used to enjoy a lot of self-destructive thinking, so it's wonderful if that's going to go away. Please, please make it go away. <laughs> well, that, that's part of the side effect of, of what's happening, yes. Um, but you got to remember, this is a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. Spiritual war. It's bad against good. Um, and there's still a lot of bad out there. The devil's not giving up. He's he's going kicking and fighting and biting. And, and he's not going in a nice way. So there will still be very evil things occurring 
to many people um, if they don't accept within themselves that there is evil out there and they do need to protect themselves against evil, then they're going to just go along in this in this uh, world. They're not going to accept the higher... They're not going to climb the ladder. That's David. He's trying to help me make words. They're going to be... The people that will be involved in this big movement from the good side, um, in the in the mixing bowl, the ones who are going to be in the mixing bowl, mixing with the other good ones, um, they are going to be climbing the ladder. The other ones from the evil side who don't care, don't want to wake up, they don't have, they don't accept anything, could be messing with their world in any way, shape, or form. They are going to be at the mercy of the bad, of the evil. And like Satan, he's trying to do the same thing that the good side's trying to do. There's mixing bowls going around. And uh, the bad are going to be mixed in with the bad and kept in the bad space. The good are going to be mixed with the good, and they're going to climb the ladder. They aren't going to take any more of this uh, bad, evil stuff, foolishness, the crap that that we've lived with. For so There's many. another big difference. It used to be, in, uh, let's say 20 years ago, it was all so concealed and so hidden, nobody knew what the hell is going on. Now everything is being exposed, correct? Correct. So that's a big, big, big difference. Yes, it is. That's why they get so excited, because now uh, they can say to us these words before we were, no one was ready to hear these words. So they didn't bother saying them. They'll only work with us as far as we will go. And they know, they know that. That's, that's it on that subject. Well, I've got a little more because I think it's important for people to understand how they how they're trying to twist this. So I have in front of me uh, the internet version of Forbes, and it's talking about the movie. The Sound of Freedom debuted debuted in theaters July 4th and has collected more than 41 million so far, placing it third at the box office last weekend behind bigger budgeted films. The film stars Jim Caviezel as Tim Ballard, a former Homeland Security agent and founder of Operation Underground Railroad, who conducts sting operations to rescue children from from, uh, sex traffickers. But our, what OUR, okay, name of the company, uh, logo, was the subject of a vice investigation that claims the organization has exaggerated its role in sex trafficking rescues with multiple 
law enforcement agencies saying their work with OUR has been insubstantial. Both Ballard and Caviezel have been linked to conspiracy theories associated with QAnon. Ballard previously suggested support for a debunked viral theory that furniture retailer Wayfair was selling children. Remember, we did a show on that. Yep. Way back when, yep. And Caviezel has reportedly spoken at multiple QAnon events where he promoted one of the most bizarre Q conspiracies, claiming that children traffickers drain their victims' blood to develop adrenochrome, a chemical theorist believe Hollywood elites inject to stay young. Central to the QAnon conspiracy is that a core of group, a core group of Satan-worshipping global elites run the world are in, are, and are involved in global child trafficking. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Through the film, though the film has attracted controversy, it has a 77% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, with Variety's critics calling it a compelling movie that shines an authentic light in one, on one of the crucial criminal horrors of our time one that Hollywood has most has mostly shied away from and protected because they're all involved in it. Uh, that's me. Chief, chief critics, okay, here's the stuff about Rolling Stones, pointed to both men's ties to conspiracy theories and cited examples of QAnon message boards praising the film, criticized the film for its hackered white savior, savior narrative. <laughs> Fetishing's fetish, the torture of its child victims and lamented it may be used as a gateway to far-right conspiracy theories for the audience. Mike Rothschild, a journalist who wrote The Storm is Upon Us, How QAnon Became a Movement, Cult, and Conspiracy Theory of Everything, criticized Caviezel as a Q-pilled anti-Semite for wild reference to the Rothschilds and the movement for its ties to anti-Semitism, QAnon has been described as being rooted in older anti-Semitic ideas that Jews control the world. Contra. The film's distributor, Angel Studios, denies the film is connected to conspiracy theories and maintains it is not about politics. But it's been readily embraced by right-wing pundits who have praised Ballard's actions and downplayed or denied the apparent connections to QAnon. Psychologist and conservative commentator Jordan Peterson interviewed both Ballard and Caviezel on his YouTube channel, in which he asked about their beliefs in the QAnon conspiracy theories. Ballard said they have condemned the major, the majority of what they see with conspiracy theories, though he reaffirmed his belief in adrenochrome blood harvesting theory. Ballard is also called the vice investigation very incredibly dishonest. Right-wing pundit Ben Shapiro also hosted uh, Ballard and Caviezel on his YouTube channel to promote the film. Former President Donald Trump, who appointed Ballard to a State Department Human Trafficking Advisory Council in 2019 and has reportedly made exaggerated claims about human trafficking, shared a link to the trailer on Truth Social last week. Theories that AMC has sabotaged screenings of The Sound of Freedom by shutting off air conditioning 
evacuating the theater or refunding tickets have gone viral among right-wing social media users, though the company denies it has interfered with screenings. In one viral TikTok, a user claims she pre-ordered tickets to see The Sound of Freedom at a North Carolina AMC location, but her tickets were refunded because the theater lacked air conditioning. The user said she was permitted to attend the screening anyway, but criticized the company for allegedly not notifying ticket ticket holders about the reason for the refund. Heavyweight boxer David Nino Rodriguez tweeted his experience watching the film at AMC was horrendous because the volume was turned all the way down to nearly inaudible. Rodriguez asked his followers to share their stories of AMC allegedly ruining the experience of Sound of Freedom screenings, in which several users claimed to have also had issues with the theater. AMC CEO Adam Aaron denied the allegations on Twitter, calling them what? Conspiracy theories! <laughs> Some viral tweets by right-wing users also claim mainstream media outlets are attempting to sabotage or censor the film. CNN is demanding no one see Sound of Freedom, one twi- viral tweet claims. Though CNN news segment attached to the tweet does not contain this claim. Key background. The film centers on the fictionalized Ballard pursuit to rescue a pair of Honduran siblings who are kidnapped to Colombia. Ballard reportedly has not claimed to conduct, a, to conduct a mission exactly like this, though the film ends with a montage from his organization's real missions in Colombia, in which Ballard's organization claims to have rescued more than 120 victims. Ballard reportedly wanted Caviezel, who is best known for his role in Jesus Christ, in Mel Gibson's uh, film, The Passion of the Christ, to play him. The film reportedly had a lengthy production. Okay, producer, I can't even pronounce his name, said the film wrapped in 2018, but could not secure a distributor. He said Netflix and Amazon were among studios that passed on the film. Angel Studios CEO, co-founder Neil Harmon, said the film initially had to deal with 20th Century Fox, but once Disney acquired the company in 2019, Disney allegedly declined to release it. The pandemic further delayed the effort to find a distributor. Angel Studios acquired the distribution rights in early 2023 and sought funding from investors to distribute the pro- and promote the film. So there you go. That's what that's all about. And um, yes, I think it's... Uh, Again, having seen what I saw from the people that had just seen it and the emotion, uh, yeah, they were definitely aware, Dolly. <laughs> yeah, definitely aware. So That's wonderful. Uh, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. It's yeah. time. It's past time. It's, Dave says it's perfect timing, Dolly. <laughs> it's time. And it's finally something has happened. And finally, uh, everything is lined up to be able to, no, no, talk, no, to put the uh, good out. And, and people will be able to, they put the good out, people absorb it. The people will be able to absorb the good. 
So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel that the people that go and see that film are definitely not background people. No, he yeah. says they're not. No, none of yeah. them who go are, are background people. Yeah. So, well, uh, let me let me ask uh, ask about the background people. It, is what Diane, Dolores Cannon is saying true that there are these backdrop people in her words and my words background people? Yes. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. There aren't as many. There are more background people than what you think. There aren't as many uh, real people as what what we'd want to believe. So, uh, well, you know, I've always been questioning that because it, it, do they keep making souls? We've got all, all these people. We've we've had an enormous increase in the population of Earth. So, where did all these souls come from? I've always questioned the soul qu- question. Is everybody got a soul? Because otherwise, some God or whatever is, is creating all of this, is creating souls all the time? Or are there multiple incarnations at the same time? Which is what I decided was more reasonable in my reality. That you, you know, it's not just that you're, you know, for all I know, one soul is occupying all three of us. How do we know? No, only one soul to a being. That's what Dave said. Only one soul to a being. Uh, you don't have do m- multiple souls in one place, like like in one body. Uh, no, I'm not talking about one body. I'm talking about each of us could have our soul experiencing an incarnation in the same time frame, the same you know space but not the not the same not not the same space that each of us is an individual but for all i know why why limit the ability of a soul to you know have many incarnations where you could probably shake hands with another version of yourself that isn't you at all somebody else see it gets confusing (laughs) (laughs) he says you know i can't answer that You just wasted some words in there because you knew when you started, I can't answer that. (laughs) But I I threw it out there. If you can't imagine it, you can't even, you know, and nothing happens if you can't imagine. If the brain, if the human thought just suddenly stopped, everything would disappear. (laughs) The real humans. (laughs) But anyway, we're in the last five minutes here. Is there anything that you guys thought about while we were talking or wanted to mention? Dave, are you done? He's, Dave says, this should help the people gain strength in the battle. Uh, so bolster each other up. Don't forget love blankets. Those are very important. They, you People out there think they that's a bunch of hogwash. But Dave says it is important and it's real. And I'm done. <laughs> um, Walt, anything on your mind that we might not have said? Well, I think uh, 
That's all he said at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that was Dave. <laughs> Dave yeah. said it all, not me. <laughs> are they eat- are they eating popcorn now? No. They're sitting there nodding, t- whispering to each other and nodding. Uh, they look to be very content, happy, but I get that uh, with the more that's coming, um, they're working on that. They're working on more ways to get to us. No, they aren't just sitting and giggling and teeheeing like they used to. This is a serious uh, meeting that we had today. I'm done. Interesting. Interesting. So tomorrow on Radio 5G, I am going to play that the clip you just heard, but also um, another one from John Nolan, who is, like I said, a spiritual guy, talking about why it's important to at least consider the concept of background people because what really goes wrong in our lives and at least that's the way i look at it is that we get subjected to drama that's not really what we need or want i mean there's drama so that you learn things but then there's drama just for the sake of drama that's allowed to come into your realities that keeps you distracted from what you really need to do and you know, like when I when I leave the house and stuff, I uh, I call on the various guides and uh, Gaia herself and others to to you know walk with me and let's have a good time and meet people that we can influence at an energy level for their benefit and mine and um, no drama. So I always finish with no drama. <laughs> you know, let's just keep the drama away. And I do think that a lot of the drama that occurs is from people that it's they they just they're background people. I don't know how many of them there are, but like I say, the cosmic rule says there's an infinite number of souls. So yeah, probably a lot of people that we actually interact with are there for not because they're on their own mission, because they're not really real but they're on a mission to assist us in understanding some aspect of reality. So, uh, and, and also Tucker Carlson's going to be on in the, with uh, Russell Brand, and that's kind of funny. So, um, you guys want to say good night? Good night, y'all. Thanks for being with us and listening. And, Walt, when's my computer going to be done? Sunday. Sunday? No, someday. Oh, I need you. Well, I was. I need to. I needed to call you after the we hung up with the show because I need your credit card. Although I can't buy the Norton with your with my credit card. Otherwise, oh. it's it's going to register to me, not to you. Okay. Give me a call. Okay. Okay. Um, I thank you all for being here. We will see you hopefully on Radio Five G, and if not. Whenever teaching, preaching the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.